Praise the Lord, everybody. It's Pastor Fields here, and yes, it's it's Wednesday evening, and we're coming together yet another time to go into God's Word, and I'm so glad about that. Glad that the Lord is keeping us. Glad that we have another chance to praise and worship Him and to go into His Holy Word. I pray that this week leading up to today has been blessed and prosperous and um. We're so grateful to the Lord for all of his manifold blessings. And as we give the saints an opportunity to connect with us on tonight, let's go on and have a word of prayer, shall we? Father, in the name of your son, Jesus Christ, we're so grateful for your goodness. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. And we thank you some more for all that you've done. We ask that you walk among us today. As we come together as your children, I pray that you would bless us through your word in Jesus' name. Amen. Tonight, um, we want to talk about the word of God. Uh, we have been in the word of God, of course, but um, tonight, coming out of our anchor scripture, uh, in the book of Psalms 119, uh, and the 107th verse, <clears throat> it says, I am afflicted very much. Quicken me, O Lord, according unto thy word. And tonight I'm going to be talking about the quickening power of the word of God. Um, and you know, uh, there's nothing more wonderful than God's word. We have been in his word. Uh, and tonight we're going to take an opportunity to talk about the Word of God. Of course, many of us know that the 119th Psalm was written by David, and it is a psalm that talks about how he felt about God's holy Word. Um, nothing better than His Word, nothing stronger than His Word. Nothing can bless you more than the word of God. I'm, I'm reminded um, before we actually go into the lesson proper uh, in the book of James, I'll read a portion of it for you. Uh, chapter 1, verses 17 and 18, it says these words, and I'm sure you'll, you'll recognize the words when you hear them. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. Of his own will begat he us with the word of truth, that we should be a kind of first fruits of his creatures. And even before we go into the actual lesson, I want to sort of give you a, an appetizer uh, as it relates to the word of God and uh, quickly share five important things about God's Word, just gleaning out of the little snippet of, of word that I read out of James before we go into our anchor scripture. Um, the first thing uh, we get out of that is that God's Word is good. It's for your benefit. It's for my benefit. If you're not reading the Bible, if you're not studying God's Word, then you're missing out on all of his promises, instructions, and benefits that God wants to give you. So, uh, you know, growing up in church, there are two things that 
the saints or some of the saints struggle with, and that's prayer service and Bible study. Um, but if you don't get into his word, you'll never really be able to appreciate all that God has promised unto you. So God's word is good. Uh, the second thing is God's word is perfect. According to what we just read, it is a perfect gift. If it's perfect, it means also that his word is infallible. Yes, there's no error in his word. Never. You can count on his word. And if it's perfect, it also means that his word has always exactly what you need. So, number one, God's word is good. Number two, God's word is perfect. Number three, God's word is true. Mm -hmm. It says his true word. Scripture will always tell you the right thing to do. The word of God will never lead you in the wrong direction. It's always correct. Always correct. I don't care whether you like it or not, whether it hits your flesh the wrong way. God's word is always correct. It's truth. Remember these words? You shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Fourth thing, uh, we've already said God's word is good, it's perfect, it's true. The fourth thing is God's word is unchanging. God's word is unchanging. The Bible says God never changes. Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so his word never changes. I know people try to change his word and try to rearrange, but God's word never changes. Some of the gifts you get in life will wear out. Somebody buys you a new car. Over time, the car may break down, uh, but God's word never tarnishes, never changes. No, uh, you can always depend on his word. You can't always depend on some of these folk around here. Nope. But you can always depend on God's word, always. The last thing uh, in this little appetizer that I'm serving before we go into the actual text that I want to teach from, God's word is life-giving. God's word is life-giving. In the book of James, that little snippet we read, chapter 1, verses 17 and 18, God chose to give life to us by giving us his word. God chose to give us life. I love that, by giving us his word. Um, listen, we were made in his image, which means you have the ability to love God and be loved by him. God created you and I, and gave us his word so we would be able to know him. He gave us his word so we would be able to know him. This is the only way to true life, through his word, through his word. It was the Apostle Paul that said everything that was written in the past was written to teach us so that through the encouragement taught in the Holy Scriptures and the encouragement they provide, we might have hope. I want to hold on to the last point concerning God's word. I said his word is good, it is perfect, it is true, it is unchanging, and it is life-giving. Now let's go right into the lesson, Psalms 119, 
And that verse 107, it says, I am afflicted very much. Quicken me, O Lord, according unto thy word. So um, the word that I want to consider right there, right there staring at us in that passage of scripture where it says, quicken me. And uh, we want to consider the word quicken or quickening. Uh, it means to give life. Not only to give life, but to preserve life. And it means to be made alive. Ye has he quickened. Uh, so here, uh, David is saying, quicken me, O Lord. Give me life, Lord, according unto thy word. Preserve my life, Lord. Make me alive, Lord, according to thy word. I'm going to read that same passage in the Message Bible. It sounds like this. It says, everything's falling apart on me. God, put me together again with your word. That's powerful. Here it is in the Common English Bible. It says, I have been suffering so much, Lord, make me alive again. Hallelujah. According to your promise. So uh, what I just read covers basic needs of individuals. I, I need you to do something quick in me. Make me alive. Help me out of this. Because uh, truth be told, we really need to receive life and be preserved by life. We need to receive life initially. Um, which takes place at the time of conversion. Remember when you got saved, he gave you life? Yes, life eternal. But there are times uh, when you need resuscitation, you need reviving, you need God uh, to come and, and help you shake out of whatever you are in. Have you ever been in the spiritual rut? I'll be the first one to raise my hand. Uh, but I needed his word to come and pull me up out of what I was in. Hallelujah. So I really believe that right in this verse that we've read, Psalm 119, 107, it's, it's referring to God's word of sanctification. From, uh, from the scriptures, we, we're learning two things here. Um, number one, um, the Holy Spirit is the one who gives life. The Holy Ghost is the one that quickens. Uh, so if I take you to John uh, chapter 6, uh, and let's go down to verse hmm, 63. Yes, it is the Spirit that quickeneth the flesh profit of nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. So the Holy Ghost is the one that gives life. Uh, and, and Jesus is saying it is the spirit that quickens. The flesh profits nothing but the words that I speak. Jesus, Jesus is saying the words that I speak, they are spirit and they are life. Let's see what. Peter has to say in 2 Peter chapter 3, verse number 18, but grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, to whom be glory both now and forever. So growing in grace, 
and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Growing in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And one of the ways, one of the ways we gain that knowledge is through his word. So the Holy Spirit quickens us uh, and is the word of God. The word of God is the instrument the Holy Spirit uses to accomplish this particular work, right? My words are spirit. Hallelujah. The word of God is the instrument that the Holy Ghost uses to accomplish this work. Um, and we learn this um, by listening to Paul's teachings that come out of the book of Romans chapter 4, verse 17. It says, as it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations before him whom he believed, even God who, listen, even God who quickeneth the dead and calleth those things which be not as though they were. Paul again writes in chapter 8 of Romans, verse 11, um, but if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he that raiseth up Christ from the dead shall also, say it with me, quicken mm -hmm, your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you. So the Holy Ghost is, is uh, the one, the Holy Spirit gives us life, but the, the instrument, the instrument uh, of this life-giving work uh, is operating through the Word of God. Um, the Word of God. Say it with me. The Word of God. Um, I'm, I'm praying that after this lesson, we'll all be encouraged to get into His Word more. I used to say it all the time. Let's get into His Word so His Word can get into us. So let's dig deeper into this. We're, and we're we're just extrapolating from this one verse, pulling it out. I am afflicted very much, quicken me, O Lord, according unto thy word. And our subject tonight, uh, the quickening power of the word of God. So let's dig deeper. It is through God's word that the Holy Ghost quickens us with new life mm -hmm, so that we become uh, divine partakers of his nature. I should say partakers of his divine nature. So it's through the word. The Holy Spirit moves through his word uh, and helps us develop a divine nature. Want to be like my daddy. Want to be like my savior. So uh, if we go to Paul's teaching in Ephesians chapter 2 verse 1, it tells us, uh, well, I'll read it. And he and you rather hath he quickened, mm -hmm, who were dead in trespasses and sins. So right here, Paul is saying uh, that uh, by nature, we were spiritually dead. By nature, we were spiritually dead. And that when the miracle of new birth, yes, salvation is a miracle. The fact that I'm speaking in tongues and the fact that I have the Holy Ghost abiding on the inside of me, that is a miracle. And I'll be the first one to say, if God can save me, he can save anyone. Uh, but this new birth, uh, when the Holy Ghost came on inside of me, I was born again by the quickening of the work of the Holy Spirit. 
Uh, and we also learn uh, out of 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 23, being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. Let's push further because Peter also teaches uh, perhaps on the same line as Paul, maybe not as eloquent, but they're on the same side of the street. Second Peter uh, number chapter 1, verse 4, I'm sorry. Um, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. So uh, from these scriptures, uh, we learn that the word of God is the instrument used by the Holy Ghost. So that through uh, them, you might participate in God's divine nature, moving of the Holy Spirit. His word uh, uses is used rather by the Holy Spirit as an instrument uh, and quickened us. I heard the word and it the word came into my life and I have been quickened. I have been made alive. Hallelujah. I was dead in sin. I was on my way to hell, but I heard the word. I heard the word. Hallelujah. So it is the seed of the new life which is dropped into your soul. That word was a seed dropped into your soul. And it has made you alive to God. Alive to God. I was dead in sin, but now I'm dead to sin. Romans 6 and 11. Let's read that. Romans 6 11. Likewise, reckon ye also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So um, we are born again believers. You know, they are believers. They say they're believers, but they have not been born again. Uh, let, let's say it the way mothers used to say it in, in uh, devotion service. I'm saved, sanctified, Holy Ghost filled, and fire baptized. Yes, I am. They, they didn't just say holy. They said holy sanctified. Uh, and we've been born again. Let's go to John 3 and 3. It says, Jesus answered him and said, verily, verily. I say unto thee, except the man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. You, if you haven't been quickened by the Holy Spirit, if the word has not been planted in you, hallelujah, you cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Let's go to verse 6, John 3 and, and 6. It says these words. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. I'll take you down to 8, verse 8. The wind bloweth where it listeth, and thou hearest the sound thereof, but canst not tell whence it cometh and whither it goeth. So is everyone that is born of the spirit. This is part of that long conversation that Jesus had with Nicodemus concerning salvation, being, being born again, uh, meaning one who has received that new life uh, of a risen Savior, abiding on the inside. Uh, John 
chapter 1, uh -huh, verses 12 and 13, says these words. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Hallelujah. I know I'm giving you a lot, uh, and I'm thinking there might be a part two to this. I'm enjoying this, but there's so much meat, and the more you talk about God's word, the more word you have to talk about. Hallelujah. It's all tied in together. And the more you get into his word, the deeper you get into his word, and the more it gets into you, the more joyful your soul becomes. Hallelujah. Your, your soul loves the word. Yeah, once you start feeding your soul the word, it's going to want the word all the time. Um, listen, and we're talking about that, hallelujah, that quickening power of the word of God. It is, it is through God. I should say it is through God's word that the Holy Ghost quickens us in our desires to pray and even guides our praying. It is the indwelling of the Holy Ghost that prompts us to pray. Yeah. Have you ever been asleep at night and the Holy Ghost uh, wakes you up in the night and prompts you to pray? And uh, have you ever been on your knees and didn't know what to pray about, but you knew you had to be there in prayer? Uh, going through and hurting in your spirit and your soul, but the Holy Ghost, according to Romans, made intercession. He understands the moanings and the groanings, uh, but the Holy Ghost, it prompts us to pray. Uh, remember in the book of Acts chapter 9, uh, verses 9 through 11, and he was three days without sight, and neither did eat nor drink. Mm -hmm. This is Paul before uh, his conversion. And there was a certain disciple at Damascus named Ananias, and to him said the Lord in a vision, Ananias, and he said, Behold, I am here, Lord. And the Lord said unto him, Arise and go into the street which is called Straight, and inquire in the house of Judas for one called Saul. Of Tarsus, for behold, he prayer. Mm -hmm. So this was before his his conversion, and is an evidence that he really, uh, well, I, let me correct that. This was after his conversion. Uh, the Lord hadn't changed his name to to Paul yet, but it's after his conversion, um, and this is giving us evidence that the Holy Ghost was leading him to to pray. Uh, he prayed, according to verse 11. Uh, and the Lord said unto him, Arise and go to the street which is called Straight, and inquire in the house of Judas for one called Saul of Tarsus. For behold, he's praying. For behold, he's praying. This is the first exercise um, of the new life, right? Uh, a desire, a desire to pray. Luke 18 and 13. Luke 18 and 13, and the publican standing afar off would not lift up so much as his eyes unto heaven, but smote upon his breast saying, God be merciful to me, a sinner, my Lord. So 
um, I think we should consciously always frequently be conscious of the fact that the, the Holy Ghost within us wants us to pray. And if we follow the leading of the Holy Ghost, we'll be praying all the time. Yeah. Hallelujah. I felt that in my spirit. The Holy Ghost will urge you to pray. Uh, the Holy Ghost will lead you to a place of prayer. Uh, and the Holy Ghost will even show you how to pray. Uh, it's through God's word. The Holy Spirit quickens us in our desires to pray and guides our praying. Let's go to Romans, the eighth chapter, verses 26 and 27. Likewise, the Spirit helpeth our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered, my Lord. And he that searcheth the hearts knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Hallelujah. Think about uh, in Gethsemane how the disciples needed this quickening when they were there. Uh, and let's quickly go to Matthew chapter 26. Um, then cometh Jesus with them into a place called Gethsemane and said unto the disciples, sit ye here while I go and pray yonder. And he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee and began to be sorrowful and very heavy. Then saith he unto them, my soul is exceeding sorrowful. Even unto death, tarry ye here and watch with me. And he went a little further and fell on his face and prayed, saying, O my father, if it be possible, let us let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou wilt. And he cometh unto the disciples and findeth them asleep and saith unto Peter, What could ye not watch with me an hour? Watch and pray that ye enter not into temptation. Watch and pray that ye enter not into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. He goes the second time and prayed saying, my father is this cup. If this cup may not pass away from me, except I drink it, thy will be done. And he came and found them asleep again. for Their eyes were heavy and he left them and went away and prayed the third time, saying the same words. Hallelujah. So uh, the Spirit will lead you to pray. Uh, in times of trouble, in, in, in times of heaviness, uh, I've found even when things, when I feel everything is going all right, the Holy Ghost will lead me to pray. Hallelujah. Not only to pray, but to pray His Word. Um, because it is God's word also that the Holy Spirit quickens us. It is through his word that the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost quickens us when we are in danger of uh, getting slack or dull or careless. Mm -hmm. Think about that for a minute. Those of us who have the Holy Ghost, um, the word of God uh, will move upon our hearts or you... Uh, you might be reading the word of God and uh, the Holy Ghost stirs up your heart and your mind. And um, here, 
Uh, the point that I want to make is that the Holy Ghost can quicken you and I when we are in danger of being attacked. It might be a spiritual attack. It could be attacked uh, by an individual uh, or when we ourselves become dull or slack or even careless. Um, let's see what David writes in the 71st Psalm, chapter chapter 71 and the 20th verse, thou which hast showed me great and sore troubled shalt quicken me again. Lord, I've seen all this trouble, but you're going to make me alive. You're going to preserve my life. Quicken me again and shalt bring me up again from the depths of the earth. And the operative word is again. Hallelujah. I'm in trouble again. I'm having another trial, but quicken me, Lord. <laughs> Preserve my life. Keep me. Uh, so here the psalmist is in need of being revived, resuscitated, quickened. He's in need of being lifted up. Hallelujah. So it's easy for us to get uh, spiritually out of touch at times. And I say easy because uh, sometimes the pressure is so great. Uh, and, and, and just like that, before you know it, we're not praying as we ought to be praying or uh, we're not fasting as we ought to be praying. And, and it, doesn't, it doesn't have to be uh, sin, a sin that pulls us away. It, it could just be the fact that at times you're too busy. You're too busy to take time to talk to the Lord or to get into his word. Uh, and the, the psalmist had needed to be lifted up and revived, uh, feeling spiritually out of touch with the Lord. Um, and we have to be careful because if we get to a place where we're spiritually out of touch with the Lord, it can bring us to a place of disobedience. Remember Jonah? Jonah chapter 1. Um, let's see if I could find it for you. Jonah chapter 1. Hmm. Hallelujah. Let me find it for you. I thought I had it in my notes and I don't want to miss it. So bear with me. Jonah chapter 1 verses 1, 2, and 3. Uh, and you know, Jonah is referred to as that a reluctant prophet. Hallelujah. The Lord had given him a word, but he had become uh, disconnected. He didn't want to do what God told him to do. The Lord's word came to Jonah, Amittai, son, get up and go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry out against it, for their evil has come to my attention. So Jonah got up to flee to Tarsus from the Lord. He went down to Joppa and found the ship headed for Tarsus. He paid the fare and went aboard to go with them to Tarsus away, away, sorry, away from the Lord. So when you're out of touch, it can bring you to a place of, of outright disobedience where God will speak to you. God will give you an instruction and you won't do it. Hallelujah. You find yourself going in an opposite direction. Um, and even bring you to a place where you deny him, right? Uh, the book of Luke, chapter 22, 
verses 54 through 62. Then took they him and led him and brought him into the high priest's house. And Peter followed afar off, and when they had kindled the fire in the midst of the hall and were set down together, Peter sat down among them. But a certain maid beheld him as he sat by the fire and earnestly looked upon him and said, This man was also with him. And he denied him, saying, Woman, I know him not. As a matter of fact, he did that uh, three times. Jesus said, you're going to do that. Uh, he also told him, uh, when you come out of this, go and strengthen the brethren. So the Lord gave him a word. You're going to make some mistakes. Yeah, as a matter of fact, I'm going to tell you exactly what, what you're going to do wrong. But when you come out of it, Hallelujah. When you come out of this, go strengthen the brethren. In other words, when you come out of this, go give your testimony to let others know, yes, hallelujah, we make mistakes, but the Lord is able to bring us out. So, uh, but when we get out of touch, we, we can even get to a place where we turn away from the Lord. Uh, remember in St. John uh, chapter 6, verse 66, from that time, many of his disciples went back and walked no more with him. Yeah, there were some that, that left the Lord. Uh, they didn't like the fact that he would have to do all of that suffering. And, um, you know, people say they'll, they'll be with you until things get tough. Yeah. And when things got tough, the Bible says there were those. It says many of his disciples went back and walked no more with him. Some folks become carnal because they're, they're not in the word like they should be. They're not allowing the Holy Ghost to, to refresh them through the word. Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. And how do I renew my mind? How do I cleanse my mind? With the word of God. Yeah, with the word of God. I don't want to be a carnal saint. Hallelujah. I want to get into his word. And his word is spirit. It is life. His word quickens me. And I, brethren, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal. This is Paul talking to the Corinthians. Even as unto babes in Christ. I fed you with milk and not with meat, for hitherto ye were not able to bear it. Neither yet now are ye able, for ye, were, for ye are yet carnal. For whereas there is among you envying, strife, divisions, and you're not, are ye not carnal and walk as men? For while one saith, I am of Paul, another I am of Apollos, are ye not carnal? Uh, so they had started pulling back. They weren't into the word as they normally should have been. Hallelujah. Because of this, all kinds of things were happening. Now we got envy and strife in the house of God. Yes. Galatians chapter 5 and 16. This I say, then walk in the spirit and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. I think what I'm going to do also is go into a lesson concerning how do we walk in in the spirit. It's needful. It's needful. Too much flesh. There's too much flesh in the church. Too much flesh. Hallelujah. Too much flesh is leading us and guiding us. Uh, we need his word. It's a light unto our path. A lamp unto our feet. Light unto our pathway. 
So uh, we shouldn't be walking in the flesh. We should be walking in the spirit. Uh, this is why we need his word. Uh, and also uh, staying in his word uh, so we can quicken you and keep you alive or make you alive. Uh, it, if I stray from his word, I can develop an improper attitude. Uh, Philippians 4. Let's go to Philippians 4 and 2 where it says, I beseech you, Eudias and beseech Sintiki, that they be of the same mind in the Lord. Did you know? Did you not know that if we stay in God's word and allow God's word to manifest itself in us, there wouldn't be so many, um, how can I say it? There wouldn't be so many contentious relationships in the household of faith. People wouldn't be so divided, wouldn't be so many cliques if we stayed in the word and let his word manifest itself in our lives. It would quicken us, hallelujah, it would bring us closer to God and we would be more and more like him. But if we don't allow his word to take root in us, if we don't allow the power of his word to quicken us or to make us alive, we, we can become like one church was in the book of Revelation, and they were not hot. They weren't even cold. They were, they were lukewarm. Remember what uh, John reads? Uh, let's go there. Revelation chapter 3, verses 15 and 16. I know thy works that thou art neither cold nor hot. I would thou wert cold or hot. So then because thou art lukewarm, and neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. So um, at times, we, we need the quickening power, the quickening work of the Holy Ghost to renew our love for the Lord uh, and our determination to please him. Listen, and, and <laughs> we just got to get back to his word, get back to his word. Get back to his word so the Holy Spirit can move in the midst of his word uh, and manifest in our lives. Uh, and this will renew our love for the Lord. Yes, I know I'm in the book because one church he had to say, you've lost your, your first love. You have in all this church, but you don't love me the way you're supposed to love me. Um, so we'll have that, uh, that re-manifestation of a love for God and uh, our desire, our determination to please him. Um, the next thing I, I want to bring out is that it's through God's word. It's through God's word that the Holy Ghost quickens us when we are in bondage. <laughs> and it can set us free. Hallelujah. 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 Romans 6 and 12. My God, let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body that ye should obey it in the lust thereof. Hallelujah. So if I want to stay on the right track, listen, we're still in this flesh. And this is why it's so important that you stay in God's word, that you pray and stay in God's word because his word will lead you and guide you. And it's through his word. Uh, the Holy Ghost will quicken you. Have you, listen, let's be real for a few moments. Have you ever uh, started to do something that was not the right thing to do? 
uh, and all of a sudden the Holy Ghost brought something to your remembrance, brought a scripture to your remembrance. Hallelujah. I just spoke to you and said, no, that's not right. You're in the wrong place. Hallelujah. It's through God's word that the Holy Spirit quickens us when we're in bondage or uh, when we need to be set free or loosed from something. Don't let sin therefore reign in your mortal body, that you should obey it in the lust thereof. Hallelujah. So there are those, uh, yes, and he's talking to born-again believers. There were those uh, who were going back into bondage of sin. Uh, there is a bondage of self. My Lord, I felt that Romans 6 and 16. Know ye not that to whom ye yield yourselves? Servants to obey, his servants ye are, to whom ye obey, whether of sin unto death or of obedience unto righteousness. Hallelujah. So he said, you keep obeying your flesh, you eventually become a slave to, your, to yourself. <laughs> this is why we need the word to quicken us, to loose us. Yes. Hallelujah. This is why the psalmist says, and let's go to Psalm, I'll go back, let's come back to Psalm 119. He says, consider my affliction and deliver me, for I do not forget your law. Hallelujah. So the psalmist is saying, Lord, deliver me. I haven't forgotten your word. Hallelujah. Your word is still resting upon in me. Your word, your word, your word. I know what your word says. Deliver me. Hallelujah. Deliver me from my affliction. Deliver me from my bondage. Deliver me. Deliver me. Hallelujah. So it's through God's word that the Holy Spirit quickens us or makes us alive or preserves us, uh, preserves us and delivers us from bondage and even makes us free. Uh, he liberates us by the work of the Holy Ghost in our lives. Uh, Romans 8 and 2 the book of Romans, the eighth chapter, and the second verse, for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus have made me free from the law of sin and death. Now, it is also uh, through God's word that the Holy Spirit instructs us in the way of righteousness and enables us to please God. Many times uh, in the book of Psalms, and we're focusing on 119, the psalmist prays that God would show him the right way. Lord, show me the right way. Lord, show me the right way so I could walk in that way. This is exactly what the Holy, what the Holy Ghost does as we turn to God's word. As we turn to God's word, uh, with the desire to hear him speaking to us. Uh, I'll take you to Psalm 119 and verse 18. Open thou mine eyes that I may behold wondrous things out of your law. Now listen to the whole piece of music, the whole psalm is about his word. And here he's saying, Lord, open my eyes that I may behold wondrous things out of your word, out of your law. Hallelujah. So through his word, the Holy Ghost instructs us in the way of righteousness and enables us to please God. Uh, 
He'll speak to us uh, while we're reading his word, while we're remembering his word, and as we meditate on his word. Meditate. Uh, in 119, Psalm 119 and 15 says, I will meditate in thy precepts and have respect unto thy ways, my Lord. So not only should I read God's word, but I should meditate on his word. Yeah, meditate. Sit there and rest in his word. Read it and study it. Stare at it. Pray it. Sing it. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let's go to Acts chapter 17, verse 11, and compare to what we just read out of the 119th Psalm. Acts chapter 17, verse 11. These were more noble than those in Thessalonica, and that they received the word with all readiness of mind and searched the scriptures daily, whether those things were so. This, these, these are people, I believe the Bereans, when they heard the word, they didn't just take the word and say amen, but they took the word. Uh, they received the word with readiness of mind and daily, the Bible says daily, they searched the scriptures. They went the word daily. Daily, they searched the scriptures. Hallelujah. Wanted to make sure that they got the right understanding of his word. Uh, and if what they were being shown and taught was correct. And how did they know? How would they know? The Holy Ghost would tell them. I've, been, I've sat in church and somebody was preaching and it wasn't the gospel. And the Holy Ghost spoke to me, has spoken to me and said, that's not me. That's not my word. Hallelujah. I felt that in my spirit. Have you ever, have you ever had that experience? Somebody's preaching and... and uh, it's supposed to be the word of God, supposed to be the gospel, and the Holy Ghost spoke to you and said, that's not me. That's not my word. That's not true. Hallelujah. And these Bereans, they would hear the word and receive it with an open mind, but daily they searched the scriptures. Hallelujah. Daily. We should be in God's word every day. Hallelujah. One writer said, I esteem his word higher than my necessary food. That's how important his word is to me. My God. And here the psalmist is saying, Lord, uh, I'm, I'm feeling bad in my spirit. I need you to quicken me. Quicken me and make me alive. Quicken me. I'm afflicted very much. Hallelujah. <laughs> I need an awakening. I need you to pull me up out of this struggle. Quicken me, make me alive. Yes, O Lord, according to your, according to your word. Yeah, the lesson is about the quickening power, the quickening power of the word of God. All right, so, and I'm getting ready to close. I'm almost through. I'm not, I'm trying not to hold you late tonight for a long time. But it's through God's word that the Holy Spirit draws us away also, draws us away uh, from worldly living, sets our minds on affections on things above through his word. So uh, how can we be weaned away from worldly living? 
How can we become mm. absorbed with those things that are glorifying God? Paul answers that question in the Word of God. Colossians chapter 3, verses 1 and 2. If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Then he says these words, set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth. Hmm. I don't know about you, but that verse, those verses just helped me uh, because in some ways and for some it has been easy uh, to live only for the world. Hallelujah. And, and it's a tragedy, of course. What a tragedy is when this happens um, let's read a little bit of First John. First John chapter two, verses fifteen through seventeen, and and this is what the Word of God says to us: Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. All that is in the world, listen. All that's in the world is the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes and the pride of life, hallelujah, is not of the Father, but is of the world. It's not of the Father, but it's of the world. And the world passeth away, and the lust thereof, but he that does the will of God abides forever. It's a powerful verse, my Lord. So here we are, almost at the close of the lesson. Um, it is through God's word also that the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost, will comfort and sustain you in times of trial and tribulation. Yeah. The 119th Psalm, I'll take you back. Um, verses 92 and 93, it sounds like this. Unless thy law had been my delights, I should then have perished in my affliction. <laughs> I will never forget thy precepts, for with them thou hast quickened me. I'll never forget your word, because it's your word that has kept me alive. This is, this is powerful. He said... Uh, if it had not been for your word, unless the law uh, had been my delight, had it not been for the word of God, unless the law was my delight, I would have perished in my affliction. I would have died. But your word kept me alive. Hallelujah. I'll never forget your precepts. I'll never forget your instruction. I'll never forget your word. Because with your word, David says, you quickened me. You made me alive. He come Aisha. Glory to God. Uh, so the psalmist here is saying, if, if God hadn't have quickened me, if God had not sustained me when I was in trouble, Lord have mercy. I would have perished. I would have died. I would have lost my mind. But hallelujah. But God quickened me. He made me alive. He gave me life. Hallelujah. I remembered his word. Hallelujah. And his word brought me strength. But God did 
quickened me. And he did it through his holy word. My God. Listen, we should always turn to his word. Stay in his word every day. Hallelujah. Stay in his word so his word can stay in you. I thank God for his word. Hallelujah. Let your soul eat his word every day. So listen, um, I'm getting ready to close. Um, and again, let's say this, that the Holy Ghost uh, quickens. The Spirit of the Lord quickens through his word. Um, but there are two things that have to happen um, because we've talked about how the Holy Ghost moves through uh, the word and quickens us and makes us alive. But in order to really grasp what I'm saying or even experience what I've attempted to talk about tonight, you have to be filled with the spirit. You can't be doing all of this hashama and can't be all this amen and you don't have the Holy Ghost abiding on the inside because then you really don't understand what I'm talking about. Uh, the Holy Ghost brings his word, hallelujah, into fruition in my life, brings his word back into my remembrance. When I'm down, the Holy Spirit, hallelujah, will give me a word, will feed me a word and quicken me. Hallelujah. But in order for me to really understand it, or to experience it, I have to be filled with his spirit. Ephesians 5, 18. Uh, and be not drunk with wine wherein is access, but be filled with the spirit. Then Paul, uh, Paul would put the icing on the cake on tonight for us and say that we should then allow the word of God to dwell in us richly. Colossians 3 and 16, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. I think I'm going to have a part two to this so I could dig even deeper talking about the quickening power of, of God's word. I've only skimmed the surface, uh, but I want to go scuba diving uh, and deep sea diving into this, talking about God's word, the effects that God's word has on us, that quickening power of the word of God. Uh, used to be a radio show that came on years ago when I first came into the D.C. area. Husband and wife would come on and... Uh, uh, the wife would ask him on the, on the air, how much do you love God? And he would say, as much as I love the word. Hallelujah. And she would say, how much do you need God? He said, as much as I need his word. Hallelujah. And that would tickle my spirit. Sometimes I'd pull a car over and just listen to that whole discourse they would have. We need his word. His word is powerful. It gives us life sharper than any two-edged sword. Hallelujah. His word is what we need. Don't push it away. You need it in your spirit, in your soul. It has quickening power, ability to keep you alive, to make you alive, to revive, to restore, to renew. Father, in the name of Jesus, hallelujah. I thank you for this lesson on tonight and how you have blessed us 
We praise you, God, for who you are. We praise, hallelujah, we praise you for your word. Your word is truth, it is strength, it is food for us. And we ask, oh God, hallelujah, that you would continue to wrap your word around us. Plant your word within us, oh God. Oh God, in the name of Jesus we pray. Hallelujah. We need you more now than ever before. I pray for my brothers and sisters who have connected with us on tonight. Help us to continue to feast upon your word and let it come alive in our lives, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Anyone who has connected tonight, you haven't been baptized into that wonderful name of the Lord Jesus Christ, send us a request. We will make sure you get baptized in Jesus' name. I don't care where you are in the world. We'll make arrangements for someone to baptize you into that wonderful name of the Lord Jesus Christ. If you're close by, hallelujah, we're in the D.C. area, we can baptize you in Jesus' name. Yes, we can. If you're in the Bronx, uh, close to Refuge Temple Annex, uh, we can baptize you in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. And someone will work with you, tarry with you. Believe God with you that he will fill you with the precious gift of the Holy Ghost. Send that request to admin at grtdc.org mm-hmm, and we'll get right back to you. Have a special request, send it to grtdc, admin at grtdc.org. If you want to plant a seed in this ministry, want to pay your tithes, give an offering, you may do so. Follow the instructions that are on the screen and you may plant your seed. Those of you who are in the New York area, um, you may use Givelify. The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you is my prayer. I love you so much and I'm grateful for this opportunity to share God's word with you. And prayerfully we'll be able to do this again next week, but until then, you know what I always say, be careful, be prayerful, be holy. Shalom, shalom.